Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome to the All-Star Networking Show at Midtown Global Market. I'm Kathy Paper with my trusty advisor and compatriot, Matt Tell. Matt is the Friends, the Executive Director of the Friends of the Global Market. It's kind of a mouthful, Friends of Global Market, right? So you can look them up, midtownglobalmarket.org, right here in the heart of Lake Street, Minneapolis. We are, uh, as I said, two years into the anniversary of George Floyd. So there's a lot going on uh, in the community right now. And with me today is Kathy Sadaka. Kathy, so happy to have you. Thank you. Fun to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, good to see the market. I've also, Eric, you're getting a shout out. My son is here watching this recording today, conversation, and verified that, yes, on podcasts, they swear uh, on Barstool Sports. We're going to, something slips out. We might not edit it out, but we'll see. But Kathy, let everybody know what you do. Currently, I do sales and marketing for a fractional CFO firm. We help um, small businesses, typically between five and 30 million in annual revenue, who have a bookkeeper and they have an accountant who does their taxes, but they don't have any leadership that provides budgeting help or cash flow help or making sure those financial statements look good. So that's what we do on a fractional basis. I spent 25 years in the finance industry prior to that, helping businesses that were kind of in a pickle with financing. So typically they were not bankable and needed to find other options. I started working with this company, the fractional CFO company in 2020 after selling a factoring asset-based lending company at the end of 2019. So this is kind of a career change for me. Excellent. But the, I love the helping the businesses when they're in a pickle. As a, as a business owner myself, uh, I know what that pickle feels like. So you must have found um, networking was a key part of knowing businesses. And not everybody tells people when they're in a pickle because you don't really want to talk about, uh, you know. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Nobody wants to talk about their failures, you know, and, and being in a pickle as a business owner is actually not a failure. Businesses have ups and downs. We all have challenges. Sometimes things are going really well and sometimes they aren't. And it's just navigating those ups and downs. But you're right. People don't want to tell everyone when they're in those downs, the pickle, as I call it. So, um, so that's, I mean, I, we're probably getting to your next point, but that's where networking became important for me. Well, and yes, as I guess I'm, I'm, I'm very curious, you know, and I, I usually look up where we met before. I don't remember where you I, and I met. I think it was at the um, summer wine tasting, the ACG summer wine tasting at the Minneapolis Club three or four years ago. Nice. Well, that would probably be something I would have gone to is yeah. I like I like events where they're combined <laughs> things where you get to do something or a habit. And probably I know very little about wine. Um, that I would go to it. And I remember what I do remember of that event was 
you got a placemat that had little circles for all the glasses. And I thought that was a really, you know, good concept is then I could, you know, circle what I thought. Right. Oh, we, yes. We were, that one I remember. Was there, there one was, before that? Yeah. <laughs> that one was like last year or something. Yeah. There was one where we were out in the front yard at the Minneapolis Club. OK. I remember that one, too. Yeah. Oh, that was just. There've been a that few was wine drinking. Okay, we, <laughs> maybe we, that was. We sound just like drinking. big drinkers, so we're not big swears, but we're big drinkers. But okay, back to the networking. Yeah. When you, um, when you were just getting started, because we have listeners that are veterans at networking and people that are just starting about building their network. How did you? How did you start finding those people that were in? Let's take the people that were in the pickle. Well. I started off my career working for Norwest Bank that became later Wells Fargo. So I would say that I, without knowing it, had started building my network then. You know, really any relationship you have is your network. Um, Every connection I have is part of my network. This is the joys of the market. Just for background, since you hadn't been here for a couple years, there are 30 businesses in here, ranging from restaurants to... um, artists to clothing to jewelry repair which I think I said I got my jewelry repaired now I can put my necklace on so many different things a brewery it's a bustling place it is a bustling place how do you though when you start thinking about making those connections or the relationships you're just so natural and authentic have you always been like that or well I'll say that on the Gallup Strengths Finder I'm a woo pretty high woo, which is winning others over. So yeah, I love meeting people. And I think even before I was in a role where I needed to network, I would work a room. Um, And I like a woos like to find connection, common connection. So that's a lot of networking. I, you know, I think when I really needed to build my network, first, I had to think about who, who's going to see the businesses that I want to get in front of. And really, for me, that was bankers, because bankers are the ones who people do tell that I'm in a pickle. Right. Um, they go to their bank for help. They go to their bank because they need money. They show the banker their financial statements. They don't show everybody those financial statements. So that was where my business came from. So I would look at events where there might be bankers, which basically is anywhere <laughs> in town. Right. There's always a few and I just tried to meet those people when I was at those events. And, or I would tell people I, I want to meet bankers. And so people would introduce me to bankers. And, you know, my goal walking into a networking event is really to meet whoever. I'm, I'm not trying to work the whole room. I'm not trying to hand out all my cards or collect cards. I really just want to meet a few people, make a few good connections. And sometimes I walk away and it's kind of a bust and there isn't anybody that's really going to further my my sales or our career and sometimes I walk away and I've got four or five new people to meet so it's um I kind of look at it that way I also wasn't afraid to just look up people on LinkedIn or pull up banks and find bankers that I wanted to meet and I would just reach out cold call and say hey I like networking with bankers here's what I do here's how I think it could help you as well would you mind going to lunch with me? Most people will take a free lunch. So nice. So I've bought a lot of lunches, gone to a lot of lunches. And I remember that because we had lunch. I don't yeah. remember who bought lunch, but I remember we went to the hen house. Yeah. Or maybe it was Peter's Grill. Hen house. And we had was a it? few people there. Yeah. 
because we put people together because that was sort of my way as a as a networker and connector and I have woo as well but I I realized that I liked bringing groups of people together so yeah um, so you had a good kind of a process and how did you how did you keep track of all your people or through the years how do you how do you juggle your network well this is kind of embarrassing but I use Excel spreadsheets So I used to just keep track of people on Excel spreadsheets. I did use a CRM system called Zoho. It's free. Um, I don't think that I've done a great job of keeping notes on my connections and people, but I did have a system for a while, for about eight years. I had a system of keeping a list of everybody that was part of my network, all the kind of key people, which is bankers, and going to lunch with them every six or eight months and so I would go through my calendar and just track who's due who's due for a lunch this month and I'd start reaching out and I'd say hey here's all my dates let's grab lunch and people pick a date and for about eight years I would go to lunch with a lot of my key connections probably twice a year and then I would rely on showing up at networking events like similar to the ones you and I met at and seeing them And that was sort of serendipitous. You know, I go to those networking events like the ACG, RMA, Risk Management Association, that's specifically bankers. I go to those happy hours and luncheons because I want to see and be seen. So I'm top of mind for a minute. Even if I don't talk to somebody, I just kind of wave at them. I'm top of mind for a minute. And sometimes that jogs their memory to say, oh, Gosh, I just talked to a guy yesterday. I should introduce him to Kathy. And that's that's kind of what you want. I love the follow-up. You know, I love that follow-up. And Matt, I see you nodding your head on that. So I love the follow-up. And I, I think a lot of people stop reaching out to people because they've, oh, I haven't talked to them in five years. And then they're embarrassed and they don't connect. Um, yeah, that's a great opportunity to reach out. And I... I'm always kind of excited when somebody thinks of me after a year or two and says, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. Let's grab lunch. And I find that people are the same back toward me. Sometimes I haven't seen someone in a while because our paths haven't crossed or maybe somebody changed jobs or I lost them. Um, I think it's fun. And it's all the more reason to go to lunch because now we haven't talked to each other in a while. You know, we have things to talk about, catch up about. Super sounds really strategic and Okay, they're ripping down the signage of the old restaurant to the new restaurant. So lots of distractions for me today. It's like squirrel, squirrel. I just <laughs> squirrel, have a gray squirrel. wall, so. Yeah. I have little birch trees here over by the East Lake Brewery, which does movie night, as I told you. Nice. It's movie night the other night. Okay, speaking of movies and hobbies, do you ever network um, when you're getting started? Do you ever... Uh, how do you volunteer or connect hobbies? Because I know you just invited me to some really cool events. Talk to me about how you um, build a network into things that you're passionate about besides work. You know, I think that networking for me is really about making friends with people. It's not about selling at all. It's more about, like I said, connecting, finding people that have a similar sense of humor, similar interests. Maybe they're people who have kids like me, kids the same age as mine. Anything that kind of connects us and forms a common bond. And so um, this this year, recently, I've turned my focus less from lunches and more to events. 
um, the, the man that owns the company that I work with really likes happy hours. So we've started doing Thirsty Thursdays once a month, and we've done a couple of women's events, a, a stretching event, assisted stretching, and some golf lessons. We sponsor golf events and host our own parties, an ice fishing event. Um, you know, the goal there... I was bummed I missed the ice fishing event. I really that, was bummed for that. That's become a big event. Yeah. Um, we had really great turnout. It was fun. But... I think the goal is to bring people together, invite people to come to something where they can meet somebody new and help them make connections amongst each other. It brings awareness of us again. And I think people like to work with people they like. And especially in our field, accounting sort of, that's so boring and accountants have a bad reputation of being really antisocial. So I think hosting happy hours and parties and things like that gives it so (laughs) okay so you also strike me as you're a very uh, calm networker meaning (laughs) we've all experienced the person where you said they're working the room and they're borderline frantic or you get the feeling of they're categorizing people uh, so quickly that it's a problem how did you get kind of strategic of where you were going to spend your time. Was that trial and error? I think I learned some things along the way. I did do some trial and error. I went to some networking events where I realized this group of people is not going to be beneficial to me. I may like them. I may find friends, but it's not going to, uh, it's not going to get me what I want career wise or, you know, the reason I'm here and I'm being paid to be here is to find new business eventually. So I've, I've had some, some um, trial and error around that. But I think also, I think if you take the pressure off of yourself to say, I have to go to this event and meet eight people, I might meet one person. I might just sit down and have a decent conversation with one person and, and hopefully we follow up later and that maybe turns into something else where I can connect them to other people or they can connect me to other people. I don't, I don't, I just want to be an authentic real person because people are going to connect to that better. Yes. And so I, I might meet three, I might meet one. I'll just go sit at a table sometimes when I don't know anybody and I introduce myself to everyone and I'll talk to the person next to me. Most people are uncomfortable at a networking event. So if I walk up to them and say, hi, I'm Kathy, usually they're relieved to be talking to somebody because they don't know how to yes. how to enter. You yes. Know? Oh, no. I, I mean, what you said of uh, uh, both authentic and just going up and saying hi to the person, you win major points on that. And I'll tell you my example last night, having been hibernating. Oh, now we get music, too. This is just getting more interesting by the moment is, no, I went to an event last night and there were probably 50 people in the room and it was um, over at Worrell Design and Fusion Hill. It was a NABO event on how to be an angel investor. So it was a panel and I was just kind of curious, like people, companies that need money when they're not ready to go to a bank, where are they at? Women, typically not as big investors. Um, or getting as many investments. So I was curious what they're doing. I walked in the room and I was like, it's not my day. I'm not ready to network. I bypassed the bar, the charcuterie table, which was beautiful. 
I knew it was not my night to be meeting lots and lots of people. And I went and I sat down with the one person that I knew. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. She teased me and she goes, don't you coach networking? And I said, yes, I do. But you know what? Some nights you just don't have it. And then you go talk to one person. And I said, maybe after the event, I'll want to talk to more people. Yeah. And you just don't force it. Because I knew if I forced it, I would be fakey. I wouldn't be really listening. I wouldn't make that kind of connection that, you know, somebody would want to know, like, and trust and do business with me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I I had that happen the other night, too, where I was driving there thinking I should just turn around. I shouldn't even go. <laughs> but I did go, and I found somebody I knew. I, And, you know, just the two of us talking, different people came over, and I wound up meeting a few new people anyway. Right. Um, and it turned my attitude around and, you know, brought my energy level up. But I, I agree. I don't think that anybody should force it. Yeah. You know, and on the other hand, there's a young woman that works with us and we keep trying to push her out to network. And she went uh, to an event where she talked to one person the whole night, really connected with another woman, kind of her age. And, and she came away and said, well, I only talked to this one person all night. And we said, great. That's great. And the yeah. next time you go to an event and you see her, you'll connect with each other again. And maybe the two of you invite a third in and, you know, other people will come and talk to you. You'll meet other people. But that's what to me, networking is about building the relationship. And you can't do that superficially and very quickly by passing out business cards or no. linking on LinkedIn. No. And I like you said, you said to Don't go with the expectation you're going to meet eight people. Just go to the event. It's kind of like put yourself out there and then you will see what happens on it. And I tell a lot of people, too, who are nervous about going to an event and just leaving their house, go with someone. I don't think it's bad to get a buddy and go with. And I offer to meet people at a lot of events. I'll be there. I'll introduce you to people I know. And I kind of a lot of times spend my time doing that, helping people connect with people they might want to know because it's easier. If you're not going to go at all without a buddy, then you're better off going with a buddy. It's true. So, yeah, it's buddy. uh, Maybe we should have a networking buddy day, you know, where you have to come to the event with the buddy or pairs. Um, Yeah, other people outside of bankers. Yeah, in fact, during um, 2020, the banks weren't, they were doing nothing but PPP processing, and they were busy with that. People weren't coming into the banks looking for help the way they normally would be because they were so flooded with cash. When you have cash and you're swimming in it, your problems seem to disappear for a little while. So I realized I really need to build up a non-banker connection, um, non-banker network. So I really worked on finding people who were also connected to the same kinds of businesses I wanted to see. So they may have been CEO coaches. They might have been other fractionals, fractional HR, EOS. uh, Implementers. implementers. I know I connected you to my friend Tamara Brado, who's going to be a guest on a future show. Yes, Tamara. And and then what happens is Tamara and I have each connected each other to other people. So I really made an effort to meet non-bankers for a while and, you know, see how that worked. And it worked really well. I would say today 50% of the business that comes in, the leads that come into me, come from bankers and 50% come from other non-bankers. So um, that has sort of paid off. 
So on your spreadsheet, can we go back to your Excel document? Because when you talk about that, having that diversity of the banking and the other people that do business with five to 20 million businesses, on your spreadsheet, are the non-bankers listed on there too? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. I recommend that's one of the things to look at as you're building your all-star network is do you know who's in it? And, you know, you could put on there, you know, I don't have any accountants um, or you have accountants, but maybe um, I don't have any uh, lawyers or I want a lawyer who helps with companies that really want to grow and scale or maybe it's construction or commercial real estate or HR services. Right. Um, so seek out different different types of things. Yeah. I think also, be, you know, the more you build your network, the more opportunities come your way. So I've been invited to be in a few networking groups where there's a variety of, of people, you know, different fields. One of them is different fractionals, similar to me, offering different fractional services. Oh, that's cool. Um, some of them are just different different groups and um i think that has so it's almost like your network starts to take on a life of its own i don't have to work that hard anymore at it people reach out to me and make introductions to me and invite me to come to things where i'm going to get to meet new people and have an opportunity to get in front of maybe someone i didn't think of as being a good contact for me so um i think you do a little work on the front end and then it starts to work for you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think it's great. All right, then I'm going to declare that a wrap. The All-Star Networking Show at Midtown Global. It's been quite the adventure of sounds, a cacophony. There's my $10 <laughs> word for today, a cacophony of sounds. There's an orchestra over in the main area. And Kathy Sadaka, thank you so much. Can people reach out to you on LinkedIn? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we can network. They, they can network, <laughs> exactly. They can buy you lunch. Yeah, exactly. They can buy you lunch, which I'm going to buy you lunch later. So we'll look around to see what we're going to get. So thanks so much for making thank the time you. today. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.